0: Spears and Steinberg. you know what the fuck it is, Aries and, and Andy, you and now. a jerk, you know it's time to get this work. The real raw gutter, uncut cocaine, no political corrections, always sleep, fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes, Cry we there's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tit Airy Spears don't give a fuck We talk about race a lot Racism Sexism Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders Rollers, clip loaders we got them in the folders The whole world on our shoulders Spears and Steinberg Yeah! Run up and get touched up and Suicide <laughs> And all of y'all know my style Then prevail. And
1: all of y'all know my style. How you doing? You guys might not fucking remember me. I used to be a character that Aries only mentioned once on a fucking show, but he never followed through with. My name is Tommy Bascatelli, fucking Italian from Jersey. Anyway, look, I gotta talk about the fucking podcast. I fucking love it, but a lot of times you guys be fucking killing me when you're making a good fucking point and all of a sudden there's these fucking breaks. It's like you break up the fucking rhythm. Rhythm is important in life. It's like when I'm punching a guy to fuck out because he owes me fucking money and I keep hammering his fucking face. Boom, boom, boom. Next thing you know, his fucking cunty wife and his kids come in the room and they're like, stop, please. Stop hurting my fucking daddy. Stop hurting my fucking husband. I want to tell a cunt wife, shut the fuck up, get the fuck out of here and kick the kids to the fucking side because now I can't break this poor bastard's fucking jaw because they stopped my fucking rhythm anyway. What I'm trying to say is, the guy who does the fucking editing for the podcast, find a good rhythm to put in the fucking commercials. What the fuck is this Tati Tarino's name? Steve. Yeah, that's right. Fucking old Steve.
2: And you you know, I, I love the old Steve opening for today. Yes. But it's not, it hasn't been Steve's fault. I just want to make sure that we- oh, could, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I just yeah, want to make yeah. sure we throw that out there because I yeah. don't want to throw my boy under the bus yeah. and have him feel like we were putting this on Whoever's
1: him. fucking fault it is, I'm going to pay you a fucking visit. And I hope your fucking cunty wife and your kids don't come into the fucking room because I'm going to break your fucking jaw and knock your fucking teeth down your throat. All right. Um, and then
2: you'll be going, oh, Steve.
1: Oh, fucking Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of uh physical abuse uh Wayne DeShaw uh from the UK in his in his title writes Ronald is the hero we need but don't deserve.
2: This what you touched on on Wednesday's episode. Yes,
1: yesterday. Yes. Uh hey a it's the bloke from the UK right inning. Uh I've been nearly a year well, it's been nearly a year. But I've still been a faithful listener. I felt compelled to write in to salute right hook Ronald. (laughs) Andy almost spit his coke out. (laughs) Um, Look, I don't condone domestic violence, but but Ronald Williams is every man's inside voice. When our significant other does the most foul or flagrant shit, you know, he is going to inspire Ronald to write in on this. I, I feel it coming. It's I hear Ronald cracking his knuckles now. Um, How many times have we all wanted to give our woman a stone cold stutter? Get in their face like Steve Austin, flipping the bird, and then give ourselves a toast with two beers over their lifeless bodies. Man, he really went all in on that one. All the chips are in. Well, yeah, we're not supposed to admit it, even though we think it. But too many women get out of line and expect no repercussions. Ronald is throwback to the men who used to strike fear to their wives the moment they heard the key enter the door and turn. Boy, oh boy. Making sure dinner was ready on time. Our face physical feedback for TARDIS, or, or face physical feedback for tardiness. Wow. Or face physical feedback boy, for tardiness. Cool. Ike a crawl so Ronald can run. Keep that <laughs> pimp hand strong. Salute, Toronto. Yours sincerely, Wayne. Oh, what's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a backhand of emotions? Jesus. You know, I,
2: I agree with him to a point. Let me, let me tell the point that I agree oh, with him to. Oh, boy. Let me tell him the point I agree to. Uh, first of all, but when he said lifeless body, if, if you're going, if that's your imagination, I, I think that's a relationship you shouldn't be in. No, no, no,
1: no, no, You no. put your lifeless body? No. As I said, thinking it doesn't make oh, yeah, it yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But even if you think lifeless body, that's even the thought process of life. Ooh, you thought lifeless body? Listen, thought. listen,
1: listen. It's a movie in your head. I, I a get, movie can play in your head however you want it to. I get as that. As long I, as it doesn't go to reality. And that's what I was
2: going to say. We watch plenty of movies where the guy... You see the guy jump up and basically beat the hell out of whoever right. it is, boss, wife, whatever. Right. But then and then it cuts to the
1: reality. Right. Where he goes, You can't do that. And for the record, let's not act like women don't do the same thing. Yeah, they do the same thing. I'm quite sure there are women out there who have fantasies about <coughs> how their significant other is destroyed. Yeah, but
2: I, I really think though, if you envision it and you see their lifeless body, mm-hmm. that's your that's your inner Voice, mm-hmm. your inner voice is telling you that you should get out of this relationship before you kill that person.
1: No, no, I, do not I, listen. Listen. I never
2: thought about. I never I, thought about death.
1: I have had some Quentin Tarantino movies in my head involving my significant other, nigga. I mean, serious, Jack. Uh, you're. Right. I'm gonna take it back because I did
2: have a plane crash fantasy once, and I've had a car a car
1: collision about fantasy. your girl. Yeah. I love when Patrice said an elephant in the room to the dude.
2: But not that I'm standing over her, but those
1: accidents. Go ahead. Right. Sorry. Uh, he goes, hey, man, what's your daydream on how to kill her? He goes, I'll tell you how I kill my woman. I put a pillow over her head, and I shoot her twice with a silencer. And feathers are coming up like a John Woo movie. Have you ever? Oh, you just said it. You plane crash and? Plane crash and,
2: yeah. and car accidents. I never imagined me doing it. Just like how... what? So relief. you put
1: the murder in a, in a circumstance hands.
2: I, I put relief in a circumstance hands.
1: Relief. <laughs> white people, y'all are good, man. Y'all are good, you sneaky sons of bitches. You pink, doughy, flesh motherfuckers. Y'all are good at coming up with words to hide what it really is. Relief killed that bitch. <laughs> not me. Oh, white people, y'all are the best. You sneaky motherfuckers. You mayonnaise motherfuckers, boy. Oh. Take two of these. Call me in the morning. Relief. Yes, goddammit. it. I didn't kill that bitch. Relief did. <laughs> That's beautiful, nigga. That's beautiful. That's poetic. Well, Ronald, uh you have a fan. Uh hopefully you and this nigga get to- get together and it'd be uh y'all should form a club called the Four Fists. <laughs> be Oh my god. Wouldn't it be interesting if uh did, did right hook she, Ronald. No, right hook no, uh, the English nigga, if his girl cheated on him with Ronald, and then the English dude tried to fight Ronald and Ronald killed them both.
2: Could happen. Couldn't.
1: Right. Except for that
2: the 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 distance, the the sea in between them. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's quite a
1: yeah. quite a ways to travel. Yeah, damn. But right hook Ronald. No, somebody's got to be alive to blame it on relief. Oh man. All right. This is kind of sad a little bit for my girl trying to exercise uh, my
2: right to relief.
1: Yes. Uh AB um hi Aries, Annie. Uh, I hope that you both are doing well and I have a and I have a great show this weekend in New Jersey. I really wanted to go, but something weirdly in my gut I kept telling me not to purchase tickets because I wasn't quite able to make it. I couldn't quite figure out figure it out and then bam, it hit like a ton of bricks. My mother who I've shared about a few times, uh, about a few times, passed away from a drug overdose. Uh, no one had any idea that she was using again. I had my suspicion, but she just kept avoiding me. Actually, sad to say, for the past six years, she knew that I would know. As, and as sad as this is, she didn't want the help. I have always disliked drugs. I have seen so many families destroyed by them. Uh, it is definitely mind-numbing to think that she spent twenty years, twenty plus years in prison and have been home for the past 15 years, and this would be her ending. I am saddened about it, but also uh, I have also come to peace because I understand there was nothing I could do because she made me her enemy. It became that way in order for her to feed her addiction. Today is going to be her funeral services. I wanted to reach out, say hello, touch base, and wish you both a great weekend back at the Stress Factory. I'm definitely sorry that I won't be in the audience to cheer you on. And see y'all again. Take care, guys. Your girl A B, proud member of the Bitch Badge Club. Uh, condolences, baby. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know we love you. Uh I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh love with you, uh, peace with you. Uh, and uh God, I wish there was something more we could I could say that we could help. Uh I'm there for you. Uh if you need to talk, wanna Do whatever, do whatever. Uh, I think we have my number. Uh, Hit me up if you want to talk about it, uh, if I could help. Uh, Love you, girl. Uh, I know you're strong. I know you get with it. And as soon as you find the strength, please write in and cuss this motherfucker Ronald Williams out for that dumb shit and his boy, uh, Elbows. That's who they are, fist and elbows. All right. Yeah, I just wish you could have made it out. Regardless, and I know that sounds maybe a little
2: cold, but I would love to have made you laugh this weekend uh, through despite everything. Uh, and if I couldn't, I know Aries would have. So, yes, but I uh, just,
1: uh, you know, it's a tough one. I'm sorry. All right, Mama. We love you. Um, this is from Brian Lindsay. It says, Andy, yo, a thousand. What's good, a and I'm currently on episode 320, so I'm catching up. Anyway, I wanted to tell Andy that... He, oh, and I like this one, too. I like what he said in this one. Okay, let me read. Um, anyway, I wanted to tell Andy that he is coming into his own. I started from the beginning and listened to you guys daily, trying to get the most, get to the most recent episode. This is my first time emailing, although I've DM'd Aries on IG a couple of times. Mr. Steinberg, when you were asking Aries, do you think people who can buy art and hang it in their homes appreciate it as much as the person who has to go to the museum. His response was, you'd think white people would appreciate niggas more after. Andy, you damnly killed me when you said that's probably why they hung so many of you. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, I was puffing on my vape mod when you said that and instantly started coughing my lungs out while laughing. My guy, your progression on this podcast is amazing. You are getting more comfortable and showing your true comedic talents. Keep it up. Do you understand, Brian? This is what I've been trying to get this nigga to do for so fucking long. And I'm telling you, there's two things. One, there's the kindness of who he is in his heart. Uh, and I know, I know, I think I know where he's trying to go already in terms of what he's going to respond with. But what I mean is, no, no, and Andy's genuinely a nice dude. Uh, and then two, he overthinks shit. That I agree with him 100%. And I, and I knew where you, I know where you're going to go with the, I'm not a nice dude part, but what I'm saying is I think when it comes to the first thing that pops pops in your head sometimes, especially when it comes to the human condition, is the human condition of black folks. And and because you're nice, you're nice and empathetic and you're mindful of that, you let some of that get in the way of your comedy towards black folks. And to me when it comes to the comedy it ain't about race at that point. It's about comedy. So I wish you would lose some of that when the joke is worth it. And I think sometimes you get in your own head, mixed with all that other shit, and it stops you from being able to do what you should be doing. See, and
2: I'm not disagreeing with you on any of what you just said. The thing is, I look, I and we know this. I look at podcasting different than than the comedy club because that's a stage that people came there to see. And it's a small room with only so many people. This goes out to more people and I want the context to be there. And, and fortunately we had built up so much. And even though I still even hesitated when I said what I said on that episode that he's talking about, the context was there. We were talking about it. The context was there. And I really, and the other thing is I really worry about how, what I say, even with the context, sometimes sometimes, is portrayed to other people that don't have the same. I don't even want to say it this way because it sounds now it sounds condescending to other people who don't have this, don't possess some of the same knowledge or or empathy as you said that I have. When you don't have that, then it. And I, I dude, you know what? I, I'm going to tell you this because this story we haven't talked about this. We're maybe we did bring it up a little bit when we were in. Uh, uh, where were we? Just uh, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, dude. That. <laughs> There's a guy who came up to Aries. Big, big mother... Oh, the, 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 the.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, big motherfucking yeah, dude. I'm glad dude. you brought this up because I would have, I was forgetting it. Now,
2: cool. Now, he was with a bunch of cool people.
1: And he-, he was, with, he was with a black dude. And I'm going to say again, as I've always said, bad sign, Jack. Niggas that wear shoes with no socks. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm telling I'm you, I'm not validating that. I'm telling you, niggas that, did- wear leather shoes with no socks and get their feet clammy and wet them is the type of niggas that yeah they black but they associate with whites now, Bar- what's his name Matt Barnes wears leather shoes no socks Matt Barnes a basketball
2: player yeah and he's just fucking hard as anybody who's out there man I don't oh get, I don't no but go ahead anyway so he comes up this, and so he's with the, it's the black dude but the black dude came over to Aries talked to Aries got a pick with Aries cool as can be right he was good. You like, yeah. you like, yeah. yeah. And then his friend, big dude, like a mini Hulk, comes up to Aries. Goes, man, are you, you, you into being funny? You want to do some funny? We got some funny. I got some funny skit. I got something funny for you. I got something funny for you. And and Aries was like, okay, man. This first of all, with come, caution. Yeah, com, yeah. Calm down. Right. Calm okay, down. What's your funny? funny? What's your funny? And he goes, come here. And then he pulls his chair. He moves chair, the table chair. away. Yep. And pulls pulls the, his, the chair. And he and he sits down. And he says these
1: words, boy. No. Sit down right no, here. He's, no. He's, How do you say it? Because when you say that, let me show you the difference. Okay. Boy, oh. uh, sit down. Now, that sounds like a, a Southerner who could just be like, boy. Like, woo, boy. Yeah. No, he said, come here, boy. Oh, yeah, he did. You're right. You're right. You're he right. You're right. He said, come here. Come
2: here, boy. And he slapped and his he leg. And he said,
1: sit on my knee.
2: And when he said that, I I Cringed so hard, like I wanted. I didn't know what I, I looked at Aries, and Aries just, just it was, bam. That was that ice cube. And, I, skip and I
1: turned to the motherfucker and said, "No, we're not doing that. Come here, boy. Sit on my knee." Anyway, the point being is, uh,
2: this guy, I don't know who he is, and I'm not trying to. Ju- I, I, I'm not judging his character right now. I'm judging that moment. Be shit. Because he didn't think, he doesn't have anything. And unfortunately, I overthink. And I would never, ever put myself in that situation. But so But you when I know say, the difference I, between. I do, but what I'm saying is when I'm on the podcast,
1: I don't know if that dude's listening to me. Yeah, but enough people are listening that they understand know. where you're coming from. They understand what this is. They know when they go into the Aerie Spears and Andy Steinberg restaurant, they know what's on that goddamn menu. They're familiar with it so so every now and then if we get one patron that's out of his mind that don't spoil the
2: bunch I, I understand that I worry about it because I'm gonna Spider-Man this shit with great power comes great responsibility and if I have to be the white dude that fucking hears it I want to make sure that I can reiterate it to other white dudes so that they can fucking hear it
1: and, what, and again let me go back to the nigga with no socks <laughs> if he was a real black man if he was a real knuckle he would have known he would have made his man know the fuck are you doing right then and there and he didn't do a fucking thing right then and there so so cho- that shows you his mindset. I don't think he
2: heard it. I I, no, I mean he he heard. no no, I mean, he heard it, but I don't think he heard him because I heard him, and I was like instantly, you're than eh. in his black friend I, I'm not saying anything about anybody's blackness. Here's what I'm saying is i I just cannot believe that that man, his friend. Heard what he said. It didn't
1: initiate. Just and of course, right there. Of course not, because look who he is. To him, that's all right. Mister Shoes with no socks. He could say to his friend that black guy, "Come here, boy, sit on my lap," and his friend would do it.
2: His friend should have said, "You know what, uh, Aries? Thank you. I appreciate the pick." He should have walked out, got in his car, and left that motherfucker there. That's what he should have done. And when the guy called him, he could give give him a whole explanation on why he probably ain't going to talk to him for uh, either ever or a long time. I don't know if you've
1: ever seen this picture, but this is a real picture. White slave master is sitting in a chair and he's resting his naked feet on top of the black boy that's laying on his back underneath his feet. That's an actual photo. So when he said, come here, boy, sit on my knee, that's immediately what I thought of. Like, give me a, get the fuck, suck all of my dick. You
2: know, and I told you this after that scenario. I said, because I was, you were, you, you know, and this is the part that upsets me even more. I, I'll tell you how, how far I can take this. You weren't even that upset. You were like fucking shut down. You shut down and you just walked back. But you'd like, it wasn't like something that you were caught off guard by. It wasn't something that you were like, you, like I couldn't fucking fathom that. And you were like, nah, that's white people shit. Right. And you were not saying that you were you weren't unhappy with it, but you it wasn't like it was it caught you off guard. You expect shit like that to happen.
1: Right. Not that you want it to happen, but you know what could happen. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, listen, I you know, I've told the story countless countless times of how we've been on the road and white people have said nigger with the ER to me as though it was saying good morning. So yeah, that goes. But. I even told you I go this is how bad I overthink everything
2: everybody if you want to hear how bad I over one of my best friends in the world black dude and I went to go introduce him one time and I and in my head I was like this is my boy and I was going to say his name you know I'll tell you who it is it's my friend Tim, Tim because Tim you guys know this is my boy Tim that's all I wanted to say this is my boy Tim in my head though because it was white people around I I I pulled that back and said this is my this is my dude Tim right here right. because I couldn't even present that to those people, I, and I trust those people, but I still didn't present it that way because in my head I could hear it being misconstrued or, or misused or put together in the wrong way. Mm. I, and and, it, and maybe it is just me, but this is this is the this is what this is what being aware can do to even your funny man. It can it can grind your funny down because there's so many <coughs> motherfucking assholes out there, and 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 I'm I'm overly I'm hyper aware, man, and it sucks. It sucks, that I, and it sucks for me, and I don't even have to
1: deal with it
2: in your uniform.
1: Mm. Um, Michelle Russell. Uh, subject, irregardless. Hello. So I'm pretty sure it was the Italians who came with irregardless. It's very prevalent in the Bronx neighborhoods of Morris Park and Tremont Avenue. I know I used to live there. My husband and I love the podcast. Thank you for the laughs and great conversation topics. Stay cool, Michelle. Well, Michelle... Like I've said, niggas and Italians, big chains, gold, uh, big chain, big noses, gold chains, leather jackets and Cadillacs. we the same motherfuckers. We have Ebonics. You have Ebonics. The both of you. You know, every fucking godless. That's nigga. That's that's. Come on, man. That
2: joke is killing out here in Jersey right now.
1: You know what I mean, you, you, a lot of Italians. Olive oil and fried chicken grease. We, we the same motherfuckers. Y'all use olive oil in a lot of your shit. We use reuse. Fried chicken grease. We the same motherfuckers. So your point was not valid. It wasn't moot, but it wasn't valid either. It was, come on, man. Aries, just got to stop you, man.
0: Mm.
1: It's not personal. It's just business. David Rosenfeld. (coughs) Rosenfeld, is that Jewish? How's it spelled? Rosenfeld. Yeah. Yeah. There are certain Jews like Steinberg. Yeah, but Berg is spelled differently
2: between Jewish and German.
1: Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, Episode 363. Greetings. I hope this day finds you well. The reason I'm emailing today is I've just finished watching episode 363, and it was definitely one of the funniest I've seen yet. Any chance of a Portland, Oregon show in the future? This might turn out to be a long, rambling email with some questions and a few statements. First, do either of you watch anime? I would recommend One Punch Man to Andy. Are you sure? Oh, okay. If you said Two Punch Man, you would have been recommending Ronald Williams. <laughs> uh, it's about a superhero. It's Right Hook Williams, by the right way. Right Hook Williams. It's about a superhero who can defeat any opponent with one punch. It turns out to be very depressing for him. Also, was wondering if either of you have seen the movie Atomic Blonde. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this how I know that you haven't heard the podcast from the beginning, because we touched on that a long time ago. But listen how you listen. Curious to see if it qualifies as man food. Back to episode 363. The last five minutes had me rolling. I'm curious to know if you include Africans if with black people as a whole, because there's a lot, a slot of barefoot motherfuckers out out there. Uh, I also have a question specifically for Andy. What do you think of the idea of Hebrew reparations? Our people were enslaved by everyone in North Africa and the Middle East. There's a lot of countries to collect from. A final... Question for Aries. I'm not sure how to phrase it properly. First, I'll premise this by telling you I'm going to be 49 years old, June 3rd. I grew up in Long Island, New York. My parent, my father's parents were German, Russian, Hebrew. My mother's family were slaves, later farmers in North Carolina before moving to Harlem. I was made fun of a lot and physically picked up on growing up for this, especially uh, by my black peers. I had a wide variety of friends growing up, but my three closest Uh, Close it, close it, close it. Uh, Best friends were white. I grew up listening to a wide variety of music. My mother playing Motown, Gospel Soul. My father always playing doo-wop. You put doo-wop, doo-wop, doo-wop music. I loved everything uh, from Miriam Makeba, Herbie Hancock, to Buzz Hoven, and Alien Sex Fiend. I don't understand the importance of one skin color. All it is, all it is, is the biological evolution of the people in a chosen area to best suit the environment they're in. It should be their least importance to how we view each other. Maybe one day we'll be, we will be viewed by the content of our heart. Maybe one day we will be viewed by the content of their heart and not by the color of their skin. Peace. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He had a lot in that. Yeah. I guess the question to you, Uh, reparations for Hebrews. Yeah. Uh, I have this whole thing on reparations that I don't want to talk about right now. Uh Uh-oh. And we can make it long. Yeah. And it could be an episode if we ever wanted to do it. Not a whole episode, but it probably could be a whole episode, but no, it's pretty, it, 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 and, and, um, yeah, I, I think it's way more complicated than anyone wants to make it out to be. And I think how reparations, where it starts and, and how we finish and how it best can, serve the people that deserve it um i think it's i think it's a worthwhile conversation and it's being had uh and there's a quick reaction on on getting things done because people want to appear good but i think there has to be uh the process and the thought that goes into this and and i think it i think there's a lot to it and i and i really have just thought about this quite a bit, so yeah, let's, we'll, we'll probably talk about it later in the future. But uh, anything that's people have been kept from, not just not necessarily what's been taken away, because people have things taken away, but kept from is is even just as great. So we'll, we'll have this conversation eventually. Um,
1: incidentally, uh, I had posted something about from that woman Jane Elliot. Yeah, did you see my post? Yeah, uh, where she said, "Long story short." Uh, white people need to understand that the first person of on this earth was a black woman. And I had said uh, after the post, yeah, she not only gets invited to the cookout, she can get the recipe for the chitlins and the collard greens. And unbeknownst to me, there were a lot of black people, even though there were way more black people that were like, yeah, that's right. Uh, there were a good handful of black people that said she's a fraud because when she gave her answer on reparations, she showed her true colors. I would love to see that. What was her answer on I, didn't, I don't know, but I would love to see it, because I was like, it made me think, oh shit, did I, do, did I fuck up? Because everything I've ever seen on her has been so positive in terms of, yeah, whitey, I'm a white woman sticking it to whitey, about yay for the black people. And uh, apparently this repar- reparations thing turned a lot of black people off.
2: Well, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend her because I haven't heard it, but I will defend the right that if someone uh, feels, if someone understands, give us the Cliff Notes. Yeah, I just want to say this because I I didn't hear what she said. I didn't either. That's why. So, was- so it's hard for me to comment. But if her flat answer was no, and she doesn't believe in reparations, period for maybe anything that's happened. I don't know her and I don't know what the answer was. Right. I think someone could throw that no at them because if if you look at and if her and if her, I don't know what she said. But if if you're looking at uh forward progression is what she is about and about people recognizing what their thought process is and would you want this thought process about you is how I view a lot of how she communicates to white people looking at black people and what the history of blacks in this country and working towards the future. And she doesn't believe in reparations at all. Well, am I going to say that that I'm going to throw her under the bus and say what she is teaching isn't worth it? That's a good point. But right. I, I But I don't know what she said. So I'm going to hold right. that until I find out what she said. Well, let's just say she said something pretty bad. Does that one thing cancel everything else out? But if she just said, no, I don't believe in reparations. But did did she give a reason why? If she said Uh, no one deserves it, I mean, it would be hard. I have to hear it. I have to hear it.
1: If anybody can send that to me, if you can find it, please email me the link uh, to know if this white woman should be allowed to eat at the same table with us with the macaroni salad. Or should we mush her face into the hog head cheese? You
2: know... If you're working towards the future and you can't change the past, and I'm not saying this is my my thought on this at all, but if you can't, I, I could understand someone's, you know, I I I just this is where this is what's really uh, bothering me about today. Uh, I've seen everything that you she's put out and that you've seen, and I haven't seen this, but I've seen right. like the things that you've seen. Valid points, instructional. Makes people be able to come to a conclusion that they might not have otherwise been able to see. Uh, I feel that she's positive in, in in cultural and relations in this country. And you don't like something that she said or did, or you don't know what her maybe her whole opinion is, and that, then that's over. It, it, we're not judged by the one why one thing. We should never be judged by one thing. And, and so I can't take away of, of everything else someone's done. And there's a lot of horrible people in this world. And again, I go back to what I'm saying. If the dude who cure, finds the cure for cancer was a pedophile, wrap your head around that for a second. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. Take it to the deepest thing you can. Does that change the, the fact that he came up with the cure for cancer? Do you not use that drug, that cure, because he was a pedophile? I am not.
1: Oh, I got, I got
2: I'm not asking for that to be the situation. I'm just saying we have to you
1: have to put things together, man. You just cannot throw everything Boy, out. I, I have such a moment. Even there's certain lines I won't cross. But I what you just said, I have a joke like a motherfucker. But we're gonna keep that locked away in the same vault that Al Capone Hit in and saved it, Geraldo. Hasn't got, that, hasn't got to that, hasn't nah. got to that wall yet. But but you understand what I'm
2: saying? Yeah, as yeah, horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. as it is, yeah. I'm just saying. Do you throw out
1: the good? Well, that's like that Dave Chappelle joke when he said, "What if the cure for cancer was in kids sucking Michael Jackson's dick?" Right. All right, uh, James, A A day one listener here. Instead of blowing you up on Instagram, I decided to write in for a change on Larry Legend. My favorite story about the guy is this one. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I'm glad that one took the elevator. Oof. Um, that's funny. That's funny. That one took the elevator. Meaning up, yeah. not out. Yeah. Okay, well, watch what's coming soon. Uh, Larry shows up to the three-point contest loudly, asks the locker room of superstars, which one of you fuckers is coming in second? Goes out, doesn't take off his warm-up jacket, and wins that motherfucker. I recommend the Showtime book. The show left. I recommend the Showtime book. The show left me wanting more, so I got the audio book. Andy is wrong about Perlman's access. He didn't talk to guys like Kareem and Magic because everyone knows those stories. He chose to talk to guys like Michael Cooper and Kurt Rambis, who have a better and in many ways deeper perspective on the whole era. I'm a lifelong Suns fan, so I don't need to say how I feel about the Lakers, uh, but the book and the show are both the shit. James and Phoenix. I got to not
2: let you comment on this. First of all, I want to say, I loved your email all the way up until you said this very key point. Andy is wrong. You're wrong, son. Go back and listen to what I said. I said that he had access, more access than anyone's been granted to the Lakers. That didn't mean he talked to everyone.
1: Comprehension!
2: Do your homework before you put Andy is wrong.
1: Pet peeves, man. People don't pay attention. Comprehension. Okay.
2: Jesus, you just couldn't wait to say Andy is wrong. Fuck that. Yeah, everything you said was genius until you just fucked up. But then he cleaned it up by go
1: uh go what. Uh, He's a Suns fan.
2: Yeah, fuck that. We're all fucking sad right now. Okay. Talk about it then. Talk about the Suns. Talk about something.
1: Is that man a civilian now? (laughs) I'm gonna kick your ass later.
2: All right. Uh, That Larry story, though, see, this is why I was enjoying him so much. I want to know if you just caught up in the moment you don't even realize you have that... uh, you know, the warm-up jacket on. Right.
1: Because you would take off the warm-up jacket just to give you a little I, bit. I, I think that was on purpose. I might have been, He's a man. badass, How man. fucking
2: bad are you if you do that? <laughs> do that and set everyone up that After way. After
1: you tell everybody, Yo, you're who's coming him. in second. It's, it's fucking genius. And then when he shoots that last shot, he walks off with his, with his number one in the air.
2: I'm so mad because I want to like this dude that wrote in, and he's from Phoenix, and he's a Sun fan. I think and he's, still
1: the Sun can, fan. and he's wrong. What if he, are you sure he's wrong?
2: Yeah. I, I said exactly what he, he had the most access. They, they talk about it in several different, he's talked about it. Perlman's right. talked about that he had unpre. It's unpre this is the word he has, unprecedented access. And no one's going to get access like that anymore because of the book that he wrote. And the Lakers were mad. And when I said the Lakers, I meant the Lakers is in the whole thing, not any particular player. Everyone knows Kareem did give interviews to a very select few people that he give any interviews to. He wasn't, we've talked about this. Otherwise, this guy would be, uh, he would have his shoe line. We would be talking about him more and more every year as time went on. So I'm not going to get into that. A great email. Sorry that uh, you didn't comprehend my uh, fucking intentions.
1: Xavier Henderson. uh, Last Thursday, Thursday's podcast, a light Q&A. What's up, Aries? First time writing in, but not really. I tried writing y'all on Instagram but I guess y'all don't respond to those. I'm listening to the pod while on my break, and it got to the part where Andy said two girls, one cup was German fetish porn. It's actually Brazilian.
2: I didn't say it was German fetish porn. I'm going to stop again. I said, that's where that shit originated from. Not the two girls, one cup. Two girls, one cup. I know where that's from, but fetish porn is a big deal in Germany is what I was saying. That's where this initial big influence of fucking nasty ass fucking porn came from, and it was German.
1: Thing is, yes, Germans may have started the nasty fetish porn, but that video that time, that wasn't them. Don't ask me how I know, but a simple Google search will tell you so. I just felt that heated discussion was over nothing. I love you guys' dynamic. Enough about that bullshit. Aries. I didn't know you were the voice of Wizard Kelly on Proud Family, as well as various other characters. I also find it kind of hilarious how EJ Johnson now plays a character in the show itself, has a parodied version of his dad on it. How did you come up with the voice for that character? And what's up with those characters like him not even having his face shown? Miss Bellum from Powerpuff Girls was also another one, and she had a banging body. That shit would always bother me as a kid. Uh, characters who all who, who all you see is their body and no face. Much love, Xave. Um, I didn't know that about EJ either? Um, you know, one small tad bit of a note I had uh, that was more about the in, the, in the four part, Magic Johnson documentary, and Andy I will eventually discuss at some point, uh, but kind of a tie in uh, to winning time. Um, Magic's father seems very old school, like old school black men, values, traditions, and in the four-part documentary with Magic, uh, when they do the part where they talk about EJ, uh, talking about how his dad embraced him for who he is, and his mother, and even his, his his stepbrother. And I went, I don't know it. They didn't show it. They didn't mention it. But something tells me his grandfather, Irvin Senior, ain't with that shit. Because he's just an old-school dude. And one thing about old-school dudes They stick to them. old. they just too old. They 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 come from a time and an era where that shit is just a no, no. And again, we don't know because they didn't show it. But I have to somehow believe they didn't show it because he 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 didn't want any part of that. And I'm just curious to know because because, you know, obviously Irvin is so loving and accepting and the mom and his stepbrother. But I wonder how his grandparents feel about that.
2: I, I don't know how his grandparents feel about it, and I'm sure we could save this for the doc, but I'll just throw this in. Um, I don't know how the dad feels. I did think the dad got really little though as he got older. Does he look yeah, small yeah. when he's on the sofa? when he's you're on the sofa? Dying, man. he looks. Yeah, you're getting frail. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. dying. Uh, but what I'll say is, I don't know about EJ. I, I, here's what I know about EJ. I'll say this. I, and I,
1: it's I don't
2: just, so yeah, but here, but here, put it to magic. And you, you said that how his family's accepting, everybody's accepting. Right. Did you see EJ when he was younger and he was, he was heavy and he, he looked, looked goofy and he was miserable looking. He looked, I'm serious. He looked like someone. I was like, how could you be like that? You look at who your dad is. I just think he looked odd. Well, I thought he looked miserable. Like he just did. And look at him now though. I mean, I'm not saying, I understand what you're thinking when you say it. it's very flamboyant. But he seems happy. He seems joyous. He seems like he's living his his best life. And if that's, if it was my kid, I'd want them to be happy. And if that's what, that, that EJ that we see now looks completely different from that young EJ. And the, when you're youthful is when you should be exuberant, having great feelings, be happy. And he didn't have none of that. He didn't show. He has that now. And if that's what, if that's what this means to live your best life, to be who you are, well, fuck it, bring it on. Do it because look at him, look at him.
1: Yeah, look at him. And, and you're right. Live your best life. Be who you are. Who the fuck are we to say how anybody should live? Uh, I just—it's a lot, dude. That, I, it's just so a lot. And I did again. If my son would ever turn out to be gay, I'd still love him. Do your thing. I hear you but I just hope it's more conservative. Just, just don't, I ain't got to be so loud.
2: You didn't like that yellow crochet V-neck top? Oh my
1: God. <laughs> I, I mean, it is a lot. And some of their family photos where they're on, they this nigga with the die-high boots and the heels and toes cut out. I'm just, ah, uh, I'm not trying to be that way. And, 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 and to the to the people of that community, I'm not trying to be that way. Be, do you? Oh,
2: it is a lot and I'm not saying it's not a lot and it, sometimes when I looked at him in that I, I felt and I get exactly what you're saying but when you emotionally break that shit down and if I was in that situation and I had a chance to have a miserable horrible kid that had just did not seem happy about anything or have the flamboyant kid that was enjoying his life and right. living his best life I'm going to take the one living his best life that's yeah, having a good time yeah yeah I'm not gonna say that. I, I I might say, hey, listen, I love your fashion sensibility. Yeah, you know your
1: grandparents <laughs> is coming on. you just <laughs> Put you? on an all jean denim <laughs> outfit. Just d- dress, dress like Bert Bridgewater once. <laughs> some boots, nigga, with some jeans over the boots
2: and a buckle. Just Jesus Christ. Just be fashionably appropriate for the moment. That's what I would ask for sometimes.
1: All I'm saying is, and I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you. And I don't think it's just like it's not our place to tell someone who wants to be happy and that's their choice, that they shouldn't do what makes them happy. And that's fair. And you're right. We also can't tell people who are so old school in their upbringing and and their thinking process to change who they are.
2: No, and you can't change
1: them. You know, because, you know. Low battery. What the? It just says low battery. Oh, low no battery. Okay. But it's still going.
2: Yeah, it's still
1: going. Oh, way. you need a charger? Yeah, charge. Here, I got it. Here, get my- yeah, so I, I I, just think that, you know, old school people, and I think that there's some, you know, old school black people, especially, when it comes to that certain thing, they're just very conservative, you know, and as always, as long as they're not Doing anything to, you know effr- Fringe uh, 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 Interrupt your way of Life th- It is what it is It is what it is but- So if
2: they're not trying to suck your dick <laughs> Then you should leave them alone And let them suck whatever dick they want to suck
1: Consensually naish nice that. <laughs> <laughs> smells like, yes, beer. Uh, yo, it's Naish from Charlotte. Appreciate yous reading my last email. What are you, Italian? Hey, appreciate yous reading my last email. Email episodes are always wild. Two-Face beatdown needs a therapist. He's bugged out, LOL. <laughs> he has a daughter as well. What type of, of example is that? I digress. Devin Johnson's email had me wheezing. Both of your responses were funny, too. I would also like to know how Professor X felt, so hopefully he reaches back out, even after being called retarded on multiple occasions, LOL. You guys touched on the media slash paparazzi. In my opinion, it takes a certain type of person to be able to intrude in people's lives for a living. Thank God everything is recorded, because Andy would forget his last name (laughs) if he brought it up in a conversation. Also, Andy, please stop saying girthy. Y'all be easy. Peace. Uh, <laughs> Naish has spoken. Dude, I have a, I have a better word than girthy. I'm just trying to remember right now, which is
2: funny because oh, somebody that's, said, "Yeah, I, I have it." Though oh, 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 I like gravitas. What's gravitas? That's kind of what does that mean? Like a it has weight? It Has all oh, right, right? Gravitas. Right, right. Like if you had a dick and you, when you pulled it out, a girl went, "Man, that your dick has gravitas." gravitas.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, I'd put a little crown on it and walk right, around with right. it because he
1: says Gravitas. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Professor <laughs> X joke, uh, here's Don, Devin Johnson, as he tries to explain it. Devin Johnson, Professor X joke. What did Professor X from X-Men say while playing with Legos? I'm going to let you see this so maybe you can figure it out based on what he's writing. Legos. And he spells L E G O S. Legs. Goes. Legs. Goes. That's what it means. Oh, yeah. Legs. I say LOL. Well, they're called Legos, but I can't use my legs. It's time to show these people I got hands, just like I'm going to show Magneto. First, I'm going to build a wall of suspense. Second, I'm going to build a wall of whoop ass. Third, I'm going to build a wall of sit your ass down. Finally, I'm going to build a wall of remembering. LOL. How is Magneto going to offer to pay? play Legos? When I can't walk, LOL, I'm a comedian. So what he's saying is Legos. I guess, Like, my legs go. Go. No legs. Legs go. go.
2: But see, Magneto can't fight Legos because he can only get through metal. He needs metal. Right. So Magneto's powers would be useless against Legos. You could actually trap
1: Magneto in a house of Legos. The part where you wrote, in parentheses, I'm a comedian, put in, I'm trying to be. Because a joke shouldn't be this hard to figure out. And, okay, I get it. Legos, my legs go. Maybe you should have wrote, my legs go. Because that just seems like Legos with one G.
0: Legos.
1: Legos, legs go. X goes. Yeah, I'm not gonna write your material, nigga. Uh, yeah. What did Professor at X have for breakfast? Legos. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better joke than that. <laughs> it's egos, but I don't know oh, egos, legos, leg egos. Yeah. Well, oh, Hey, at this point, Aries, it's not personal, man. It's just business. So
2: oh, there you go, man. Fuck. Let's go next email.
1: Uh, look how ne- good we look, are you said le- next egg mail egg mail <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ you are you are a mess nigga
2: dude I don't know how many more years I got so it's cool I'm, I'm more, on I'm on the wind more down more egg mails wind down what do you say when you spill a dozen eggs when you spill a dozen eggs yeah there goes look, there goes my
1: egos. <sighs> <or> Smith <laughs> Uh, yo fam First off I love your craft And I love the individual you are I was listening to your podcast And I don't know how the fuck I'm just finding out You have one After it's been in operation A couple of years now But I wanted to have a conversation With you Man to man And you as my big bro Also so Forgive me My name is Sean But yeah man It's just like To have a convo of substance You honestly might not see it So regardless Be safe And be blessed fam What you want to talk to me about nigga? <laughs> Talk to me about that. Like, as a big
2: brother, so... You put it in an email, nigga. He's going to have some questions for you. Yeah, put it in an email. He wants your... Uh, your you wisdom and
1: perspective. Oh, I thought you was about to make another... Ego's joke? Ego's
2: Nah, joke. man. There's, oh. You can only do so many Ego's <laughs> jokes.
1: Oh, let me read this one, because me and you did fuck up a little bit on this one. Um, <clears throat> All right, last one. Uh, this is from Devon. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: This one's worth Yeah. Oh, you've read, you read this yeah, one? Yeah, he sent it to oh, me, okay. too,
1: uh, Vaughn, the artist from D.C. Here, day one listener. As always, you got... I have to piss and fart at the same fucking time, nigga. My whole bottom section has gravitas. <laughs> and you know what happens if you let out a little fart when you have to piss and fart? Dude, my, my ass and dick right now is heavy. Say <laughs> gravitas. Woo! Um, day one listener. You always, uh, as always, you guys hold it down. The new intro by the legends of 90s rap. So fucking fire. Love it. Andy, you always been mad cool in my book. And for me to share the passion of boxing, uh, like Aries to hear JJ called Joe and not Jack Johnson. Damn, I can't believe I <laughs> Yeah, we up fucked like up that. that one. Was a bit painful to hear. LOL, much respect, my guy. I know there will be many others that are going to roast you on that. Um... The the fact that I messed
2: up a name is not roastable because I've had roasted myself on not getting any names right forever.
1: Uh, I enjoy all topics that you guys cover, but really enjoy your movie reviews. And thought I could strongly suggest to you these films that many might not have heard of, but are pure diamonds in the rough. I love you, Philip Morris. I've heard of this, but I never saw it. Why watch this? You might ask. Based on a true story. Aries, you and I are both Jim Carrey fans. At the time this came out, I was wondering why I never heard of it and the subject matter is not my forte, but had to watch being that Carrie is in it playing a gay con artist that does the craziest shit you can't believe to get to the top of the corporate ladder. I had to look up the events to see how much was true to the plot. To my surprise, damn near all of it was a true betrayal. It has some narration. The guy who I think from 48 hours playing the convict that says it don't mean shit to me. If you say it with conviction, oh, my man, yeah, the big black dude, he passed away too. A while ago. He's portraying the same role <clears throat> as a convict with similar dialogue, which should be enough said for you to watch. Three other bangers. The Devil's Double, based on a true uh, story of Saddam Hussein's son. Dirty Pretty Things, which stars hard to pronounce. Uh, Chitlin's Emojifa. Uh, no, Chip Mattel, Edgy 4. I wanted to see that one. That one looked really good. Oh, yeah. Pretty things. I just I haven't seen it. Uh, True Romance, one of Tarantino's finest films with an all-star cast like Tony Soprano as a hitman before the Sopranos were born, in my opinion. Um, that's a Tarantino movie? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I don't think so. Maybe it's directed. No. Maybe it is. I don't think Tarantino has anything to do with that. Well. Um, I'll look it up. Well, you'll look it up. A and A keep rocking the good shit. Much respect, Vaughn from D.C. Your show was sold out last. You guys were here, so I will try to catch you on the next. There it is.
2: Um, ninety three, True True Romance, yeah, or two thousand four. Oh, there's two. Yeah, there's two true. The one
1: with with with, with James Gandolfini.
2: Uh, is that Christian Slater in that one? I think so. Uh, that one is director Tony Scott, written yeah, written, I, I, written, written by Quentin Tarantino. Though oh,
1: really written? Uh-huh. I did not know that.
2: There you go, written by and Roger Avery, uncredited. I did not just give him credit. That. Yeah. Oh, that, I should I
1: should have said that like Johnny Carson. I did not know that. <laughs> uh, that's it. Um, I'm I'm trying to find that artist. Oh, so. yeah. I'm gonna give I'm
2: gonna give our dates. Okay, so you're listening to this on Thursday. Oh. Uh. If you are listening to it on Thursday, that is a, a, uh, it'd be May 26th, Thursday, May 26th. And then we're in Helium, and we're there the 26th through the 29th. And then we pop up in OKC Comedy Club. That's the Bricktown Comedy Club in OKC. That's the June 3rd through the 5th. And then we're at Tommy T's in Pleasanton, California, the 9th through the 12th. Skipping Father's Day weekend to be with our kids. And then we're going to be in Tacoma Comedy Club, uh, June 24th to the 26th. And then we're in Jacksonville Comedy Zone in Jacksonville, Florida. And We're going to be there uh, June 30th. And we're there until July 3rd, I believe. No, sorry, July 2nd. We're there to July 2nd.
1: All right. <clears throat> this is from Miles A. Uh, Song is called My Moment. Twitter is at Daryl Melissa. Uh, that's D-A-R-E-A-L-M-I-L-E-S-A. Um, Instagram, at the official Melissa. T-H-E-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-M-I-L-E-S-A. Um, it's called My Moment. Uh, enjoy.
0: Uh, 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 yeah. uh, at a time in my life I ain't used nobody's advice Way before my first album I used my phone as a mic My enemies had beats a baby to be loved Young fly niggas and we just rising above My dreams right here though was kinda out of my reach You niggas typing sweet I put life beside of a beat All is well though it's easy to fail to try to be free and go to him Yeah I knew I was to get a degree Yeah this music really kept me from going insane Nobody lift you up when you low in this game. My fans holding me high, my niggas holding me down. I let them just see a stage, but all I see is a crown. I hustle to the sun up, early Nash to Amari. VA nightlife, I'm probably passing Lombardi. Some days I'm discouraged, I ain't giving no fucks I try to run it, it reminds me why I love it so much. i am a to one, up, the money, hugging the block, then we broke up. Also, my love is this life. I'm going to show up. I had to go one day that you didn't, nigga, so what? Can't believe I told you I'll be this when I grew up. I'll be, I'll be, yeah. Every Anything, everything. Everything, yeah. Uh, practicing my autograph, told you I could be great. Fine, fine my job, but I still put food on the plate. And plus the rent is due, I'm going to need a stack by the night. People tell me I'm a star, if my team can package me right there. Where is my circle? How are I?
2: Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. Just because
0: you say it with conviction, it don't mean shit to me! Do you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!